Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome back to the third season of the Bridge Stories podcast. We are your hosts, Bianca and Nick, both from the class of 2021 at UWC in Mostar. Every Saturday, we'll cover a current global issue from our guests' personal lens. Thank you for being here. We really hope you enjoy. In this episode of the Bridge of Stories podcast, we will try to tell the story of the current political climate in Kashmir from different viewpoints, so that the retelling is as balanced as possible. Many thanks to those who took time out of their busy schedule to be interviewed. Kashmir is a region in the northwestern Indian subcontinent. In the mid-1800s, Kashmir was a term used to describe the Kashmir Valley, between the Great Himalayas and the Pirpanjal range. Now, the term encompasses a larger area, including the Indian-administered territories of Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh, the Pakistani-administered territories of Azad Kashmir and Gilgit-Baltistan, and the Chinese-administered territories of Aksai Chin and the Trans-Karkoram Tract. The region is divided amongst these three countries in a territorial dispute. In 1947, Hari Singh ascended to the throne in Kashmir. This is also the year that the British rule of the subcontinent concluded and the British Indian Empire was partitioned into the newly independent Dominion of India and Dominion of Pakistan. It was anticipated that due to its majority Muslim population, Hari Singh would accede to Pakistan once British rule ended. However, when he hesitated, Pakistan launched an onslaught to frighten the ruler into submission. Instead, Singh asked India for its assistance, on the condition that he would accede uh, Kashmir to India, driving the Pakistani-sponsored fighters almost fully away from the state. Then, Kashmir requested a referendum to decide who it would actually be ascertained, which was denied from India. The UN mediated this dispute, and a ceasefire was agreed in 1948. However, due to the demanded referendum and the fact that it was never conducted, relations between India and Pakistan declined, leading to two more wars over Kashmir in 1965 and 1999. In the meantime, China maintained its hold on the region of Aksai Chin. Many say it is due to its strategic location close to Tibet. As our first guest, we're honored to have Chaju representing India and his opinion on the subject. Hi, and welcome back to the British Ways podcast. Um, we have a very special guest here. If you could please give your name, uh, where you're from, what school you're to, and your age. Hey, um, I'm Karthika Sharma, also known as Jadu by my friends. Uh, I'm from India and I'm 17 years old. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, this is a remote interview, uh, as you're aware right now. Um, so apologies uh, for the audio quality. Uh, now we're continuing with our uh, episode on the Kashmir situation. Could you please give a uh, overview of uh, the Indian side of the Kashmir situation? Okay. Um. Well, pretty much that Indians believe that Kashmir is a very integral part of India, since that area is collected and considered as a state in India. So mm -hmm. it's known as Jammu and Kashmir. JNK. So even the area which is occupied by Pakistan and the area occupied by China, in the Indian maps, it's all one state. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it displays it that way. And mm -hmm. except that pretty much what's happened is like for years now, this is just back and forth between India and Pakistan about who should have the state. Um, so that's what's led to the situation we are in right now. And it's pretty much like 
uh, on the Indian side, it's like we consider like Pakistan is sending civil unrest in Kashmir. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in exchange, so that like Kashmir, you know, gets a bad reputation, gets you know like a unstable state, pretty much, so that India lets it go. So that's uh, what the view is, the Indian view, pretty much. Okay, so, perfect. Yeah. And uh, how is this? You mentioned that from the Indian side, they think that Pakistan's creating unrest in Kashmir. How is that type of? How has that and the overall uh, territorial and border disputes impacted national politics in India? Um. Well, right now India has a extremely right wing uh, ruling party, so the BJP it's called. And as you might have heard of Modi, he's the prime minister of the country. He's like the vice president of BJP. So mm-hmm. he kind of leads it right now, and because of his right wing ideology and everything, he's pretty much about like you know Kashmir is India. That's why you must have heard about Article Three uh, Seventy. Uh um, yes, but could you please describe what that is for those who don't mind? Yeah, know? sure, sure, sure. Um, so if Article Three Seventy was a special kind of uh, article in the in our constitution, which gave Jammu and Kashmir its own constitution. The state, mm-hmm. so they had its own rules. Uh, other people of like other states couldn't buy property there through the mm-hmm. constitution, and it had a separate you know book of laws. It was slightly, uh, it had its, it was like more federal system than other states. So, uh, in like a couple of years ago, the BJP decided to remove that, mm-hmm. and because of that, it Jammu and Kashmir came under the Indian constitution again. So that way, it could exercise more military, more judicial, you know, more strength over the area. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and as these types of actions happen, you know, with the removal of of the you know removal of in of Kashmir's own uh, thing and uh, putting it more under, as you said, like more strict uh, control. How has this affected uh, international politics? Um, uh, you know. The thing is, like, the reason is really is like, like, why do people want that area? Because mm-hmm. it's because the geog- the geography is amazing. So the only mm-hmm. way to enter India, uh, except the British, all the ways India has been invaded is through that corridor. So mm-hmm. it needs to keep that in control so that it doesn't, you know, become weak or is vulnerable from that side. Yeah. So that's why the, everyone is, you know, after this area, and. Mm-hmm. Because that's the case, a lot of people don't usually listen to what the Kashmiri people want. And a lot of them have actually started to identify as Kashmiris, not Indians or Pakistanis. So mm. that's the new thing which has begun. And internationally, um, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, uh, thanks to the uh, earlier UN meetings, it was decided that a part of Kashmir would be, you know, Pakistan occupied Kashmir. Part of mm-hmm. it would be in India, and a part of it would be from China. So yeah. that reduced a lot. But the main thing is that why the Article Three Seventy was re- uh, removed because there was an attack in mm-hmm. Kashmir uh, yeah. from Pakistani terrorists, and it took a life of I think twelve soldiers, Indian oh, soldiers, okay. at the border. So that's mm-hmm. what kind of triggered the government, and they were like, "Okay, we're going to take revenge and stuff." So, um, pretty much, 
the article 370 was removed because india believed like a pakistani terror attack happened and there was a civil unrest so we need to keep it in our control all of kashmir so let's mm-hmm. remove this act keep it in our control you know put more soldiers there put you know stronger restrictions mm-hmm. and for i think it was like 8 months because of all those stuff they actually cut internet in the mm-hmm. whole state in the whole region of kashmir Mm-hmm. So like for 8 months they had no internet. Wow. Yes, and so that was pretty tough. I think it's back now. But okay. still, okay. so that's kind of like the impact that's happening in that region. Yeah. Because of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um so as we talked a lot about uh you know the government's idea and what most Indians believe uh what do you have any personal insight on this issue um uh, you know like do you say what do you how do you perceive this type of issue well in my opinion as much as i've talked to people who are from there and as much as i've read history and legislation about the matter um i think the main issue here is that all the countries are looking for their own benefit and no one is asking the kashmiri people about what they want to do so no one is asking if they want to join india or pakistan or china no one is asking them it's what you know the higher ups are deciding so their day to day lives and people don't realize that there are actually millions of people living there are getting impacted so badly not only through all the militarization but the attacks and the instability that such a conflict would bring to a region so i think it should be the kashmiri people's choice of what they want to do if they want to join a country or if they want to be an ind- independent state. Oh, okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Now, um as we continue on into the future, um looking at stuff. Uh first I want to ask uh how do you think the COVID-19 pandemic has affected um Kashmir in general? Do you think that uh do you think it's given any opportunities for more freedoms or do you think that it's uh not really impacted that much? Um well i can't really imagine since uh i think because of the as i told you earlier like the internet restriction and mm-hmm. other restrictions like that it's very hard to get an actual idea without living there so mm-hmm. i would say it's probably gotten worse because now it's even more government mandated so mm-hmm. that's i mean i can imagine it being worse uh, okay but yeah um and as we continue to look into the future uh how do you think the the how do you think the uh what do you think the outlook for kashmir is uh with from at least from the indian perspective how what do, do you, uh what does most of india think will happen with kashmir well i mean half of india thinks kashmir is india mm-hmm. so uh i mean they're going to keep thinking that yeah. and if the, the it really does depend on the kashmiri people but the thing mm-hmm. is that the countries involved are so powerful that mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure their voice is going to be very silenced mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter because that area is too important for each country involved so i think it either join some country or some external intervention needs to happen uh okay well thank you so much for coming on the british with podcast and giving us this insight into how india and how you yourself uh view kashmir thank you so much Thank you.
Next, we're honoured to have Haya from Pakistan to tell us a bit about how she was brought up learning about the issue and her opinions on it. Do you want to introduce yourself um, with your name, your age and where you're from? Of course. Um, I'm Haya uh, from Pakistan. I'm 18 years old and I come from the capital city of Pakistan, which is Karachi. Amazing. Thank you so much, Haya. So uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, conflict of Kashmir. Um, could you give from your, um, from your perspective kind of a historical overview on the issue? Of course. So like in Pakistan studies, like we had a specific course and then we learned about the history of Kashmir. And what it goes like is that in 1947, like when India and Pakistan both gained independence from the British, um, the Kashmir was like basically all of the provinces were able to choose who they wanted to join. Most of the Muslim majority provinces joined with Pakistan and the Hindu majority provinces joined with India. However, Kashmir, which was a majority Muslim, but was ruled by a Hindu leader. Um, so the leader, uh, he just refused to join with any country, both of them like no. Uh, but then some groups from the tribal areas of Pakistan, I think they attacked to like get Kashmir into Pakistan. So to gain help against them, the ruler decided to side with India. So now based on that, currently both Pakistan and India claim to have uh, autonomy over Kashmir. Okay, amazing. So um, thank you for this overview and also um, how your educational system covers this issue. Um, what is the situation like now in Pakistan and especially your, uh, your, your city? Um, like what do people feel about this issue? Um, so currently I'd say like the conversation, the issue of Kashmir has been going on for such a long time that now it's no new like discussions over it and like it's not everyday people just worrying about it or talking about it. But like um, there, like there are issues suddenly when there are like small conflicts at the line of control, which is the border in Kashmir between the Indian part and the Pakistan part, and then uh, talks start again, discussions start again. The government is like, oh, we're gonna do something, and people are like, oh, they're gonna do something, but then nothing actually happens, which is kind of good because India and Pakistan are both nuclear powers. And if a conflict were to happen, I think it could be pretty serious. So like while, I mean, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so you talked a bit about how it influences uh, your national politics. Can mm -hmm. you see this clearly um, in, in this politics? Like are, are certain parties more extreme towards their position uh, in this conflict or not? Um, for, um, so we had elect elections a few years ago and a new leader, Imran Khan, he came into power. He's the prime minister right now. And basically he wants to like resolve the Kashmir issue. And while I don't think like in my knowledge, I don't think the Pakistani politics directly influences that conflict a lot or is affected by it. I'm aware that um, some like Indian politics because the current Indian leader Narendra Modi he comes from a nationalistic party and from what I'm aware he came to the power with the agenda saying that they're gonna take Kashmir and basically be more hostile towards Pakistan 
so that's it but in pakistan i don't think it's that explicit mm-hmm. i'd say okay yeah that makes sense and um from from uh, from a pakistan point of view has um has anything that the pakistan government done uh, have you seen any of this involvement in in kashmir um yeah actually um so i know that our prime minister wants to initiate like negotiations or dialogues but like that's what we hear you know mm-hmm. we can't really know what's for sure but definitely like i think march of this year there were like um there was a suicide attack on some indian soldiers and then pakistan shot down some air things air airplanes, air, airplanes or something <laughs> of the indian military and then india did the same so like for quite a time there was quite a bit of tension and people of both countries and around the world were genuinely afraid that a conflict mm-hmm. might break out mm-hmm. so from the military side there's like small issues after every little while but from for now uh, thankfully nothing that serious or extreme mm-hmm. has happened um and um in regards with relations to other states what what is what is this conflict kind of leading your your country to have um so one of like the most important states in the world the USA so i'm aware that pakistan used to depend a lot on american aid to like fight against terrorist groups and other stuff but then america recently like reduced that aid and like started supporting india more so that has affected pakistan a lot and i'd say definitely like even with our neighbors there's usually a thing like whose side do you support india or pakistan that causes a very weird division i'd say because personally for me this issue should be more about kashmir rather than india or pakistan but nobody really considers that mm-hmm. okay and um have you had any personal involvement in the issue have you do you know anyone who is perhaps living in kashmir right now um no i don't know them directly but um a few years ago like actually not a few years ago some time ago um india decided to revoke a article in their constitution which basically provided the indian occupied kashmir autonomy over itself and they shut down the internet and like access to outside world for quite a while and i did see like lots of posts on social media from my friends or friends of friends who knew people in kashmir like students or family which they weren't able to contact anymore so it was just like what's happening nobody actually knew and some families were extremely worried about their family members who were living in the indian occupied kashmir mm-hmm. okay and um do you see um you you're saying that the pakistan is really willing to negotiate with mm-hmm. kashmir on what they really want do you do you see this happening in the future what what do you really view for the future of the relations um okay so from like the government's view like what they say is that they're willing to hold negotiations but then again we don't know the accuracy or what limits they go to or to compromise to actually understand india's side too but generally from what i hear is that the indian government just does not want to negotiate and basically 
the agenda of the current um, BJP party, which is in power right now, is to get India to their side, like occupy the whole of it mm-hmm. and make it a part of India. So from what I hear, which is again like a Pakistan's point of view, so it might be totally biased, but that Pakistan when is willing to hold dialogue, India isn't. So that's why I don't see that happening anytime soon, sadly. No, okay. Thank you very much for your insight. It was really, really useful. Yeah. Thank you. Next, we have a bit more of a conversation rather than an interview between Shin and Sering. Okay, welcome back everyone. Uh, our next guests are um, very interesting guests. Could you guys please introduce yourself with your name, your age, and where you're from? Um, I'm Sering. I'm from uh, India, but I'm basically a Tibetan second generation refugee born in Jammu and Kashmir, and I'm 18 years old. Um, I'm Shin, and I'm from China. And yeah, perfect. Um, if you guys could give me a, a quick overview on how this conflict of Kashmir is viewed in your in your countries and kind of what you think about it, how you were brought up, um, you know, hearing about this conflict. Mm. So in China, this topic is not much discussed since China, um, China only rec- only they only claim the um the claim parts by um Pakistan and India and then they have a very vague uh, stance on this issue um even though Kashmir is divided into three parts and one of them is taken by China um they still don't have a very clear you know insightful um information about the situation in um, that region or the population there or anything. So we barely mm-hmm. know anything about, you know, China claimed Kashmir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as for me, I, um, I'm, I'm brought up in India, so I do think India has a very strong stand on this issue because um, Kashmir, like, originally was, uh, what we studied was a part of India and then all these things happened. So, yeah, from my perspective, uh, it is a very um, ongoing political thing in India as well. Um, so how does this conflict have an effect on your national politics? Um, how is this, you know, how is this politically presented to you guys? Um, for China, we have like territorial disputes with many other states. I mean, not many, but like at least in East Asia, it's, it's like that. Um, so I think the, the Kashmir issue is not that much uh brought up in china or at least not as far as i've heard it was it wasn't very uh broadly mentioned and um yeah and they always refer it as you know the china india conflict or whatever that is but it's it's really about kashmir itself they always have this um for example um because kashmir is this um, region next to Tibet and um, Xinjiang. Um, so basically, their claim their claim is just that this is a part of this of these two regions. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yes, but India has like the opposite stand because uh, it's obviously so. Uh, 
it can be traced back to the history when India got its independence and then the country was divided into Muslim majority and Hindu majority and uh, Kashmir was part of the Hindu majority even though the Kashmiri people are Muslim pe Muslim majority so that was when the that is the point when where the old dispute started and it has been going on and uh, what, how we study in our school is that like um, yes India tried to control the part with mili military troops and everything but India is also pretty much criticized for not handling the case properly because there has been uh, numerous uh, human rights abuse like uh, rape case and religious uh, violence and all this so yeah as much as India is uh, claiming that uh, part as their own region but also um, globally it is criticized for not handling the case properly. Okay and you've talked a bit about national politics but um, as the next question I wanted to know how has this impacted your international politics so um, between uh, other states how, how, how has your country dealt with international relations during this conflict? Um, for China it's not it's not as I've said it's not that much about Kashmir itself it's always referred as the China-India conflict because we have a lot of um, a lot of things going on in the borders and yeah that's like I wouldn't say it's about Kashmir itself I would say it's it's just simply China-India relationship yeah no no perfect and so you, d you would say this is never really talked about in in international politics with other countries as a as a topic of discussion um it is it is but then china always takes this stance from as an outsider because it's it's also mainly about um india and pakistan and then china kind of um in that in the international politics china is always the role you know to pick a side okay. to stand with so Okay, thank you. Um, but I, um, I think it's quite contrary in India because India, when India and Pakistan had the war in 1960-something, uh, they took help from the UN to uh, and decide what's, like, what's good for both uh, parties. So, like, UN decided ceasefire and then that's when uh, Pakistan occupied Kashmir and uh, Indian occupied Kashmir got separated with the line of control, which is like the border. So I think uh, India tried to take help from the international con like uh, organizations as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, next, um, do you guys have any personal involvement with this issue? Have you been impacted by the conflict or do you know people who might have been impacted? I personally don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know like who, I don't know, like personally impact, but I kind of uh, feel uh, a bit of attachment because uh, in Kashmir, uh, so in Tibet, Tibet is a Buddhist country majority. So when um, the invasion, Chinese invasion happened, Tibetan many people uh, fled to India, and the Tibetan Muslim is a minority Tibetan Muslim. They were settled in Kashmir, so they are now part of Kashmir and the dispute. So they have been the center. Tibetan people living in Kashmir, uh, Muslim minority there. And yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Perfect. Um, and now, how do you guys see this uh, issue developing in the future, specifically from your countries, but also just uh, if like your personal opinions? What What do you guys believe um, might happen in the future? Do you Do you see any sort of peace between the countries, um, or or not? 
Um, so far, I I wouldn't I I'm not quite optimistic about the entire situation since um, there was like previous cases. There were previous cases where you know um, the the Chinese and Indian soldiers were having like conflicts mm-hmm. at the border. Um, but I would say that since it's um, it's it's like in the middle of um, Kashmir, like the the China the China claim part is in the middle of Kashmir, um, Tibet and Xinjiang. I would say that China probably is going to build some sort of um, road um, from from Tibet, Xinjiang to Pakistan, and then to further regions. So. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same. Uh, we don't really anticipate the case to become better. We just anticipate it to get become worse, but we don't really know how bad it can become, like extremely bad. Mm-hmm. So um, my view or solution, I could, I, I, I think it would be better because the some people uh, in Kashmir itself are demanding sovereignty, uh, like independent state and independent country. And those pe- those people's voices are not heard. Mm-hmm. Just those three powerful countries like trying to get it each part and those the people it's living there, like the indigenous people, their their voices are suppressed and, you know, they're not being heard. So I think uh, putting an effort or trying to figure out why what these people are going through is a really important uh, perspective that people should see. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, thank you so much um, both for telling your opinions and your perspective on this issue. Um, I hope I hope this was good. Uh, and yeah, thanks again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much to everyone who listened to this episode. It was a very long one, um, but we interviewed many people to hopefully give a broader um, perspective on the issue as it is a very complex one. So yeah, we hope we managed to do so and we hope you have a nice day. See you next week. <laughs>